Anyway, go ahead. We are story. now. Oh, great. <laughs> None of that was recorded. We're talking about raw milk. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, uh, I think this was in 2015. I was uh, interning for the uh, senator for Kanawha and Putnam County, Chris Walters. Oh, I know him. We know Chris. And yeah. uh, babysits for him. Oh, really? Yeah. No, nah, he's a great guy. But no, that was uh, we would meet with lobbyists and we would discuss like you know, different proposed legislation, and that was a big one, was the permitting the commercial sale in the state of West Virginia of raw milk. What's raw milk? Unpasteurized. Gross. Right. Why would we want to buy that? I guess, so to speak, uh... It's going to give you the real benefit of milk, not the crap that we drink now. Straight from the teat. Straight from the teat. Just how... (laughs) Just like I sent you. Those mommies that are getting rich, that instant... That one I sent him, there's this one woman that started doing the, uh, the I showed you too. So gross. But she's doing, the, she started an Instagram and a, a YouTube channel of promoting breastfeeding children. What'd she tell that one kid? She said, don't play with it, just eat. I mean, the kid was... That's big. right. <laughs> the kid was walking up to That's it. That's child abuse. And grabbing it. You talk about that. Now listen. Jeff is very... Jeff's very she's active. making bank, man, because she's kind of sexualized it. Like, she's yeah, trying she's, to look sexy. Yeah. She's always so fixed up and done up and bad. then putting them on the boob and making sure bad. the boob's showing. That's, that's child You know what abuse. I mean? And like maybe maybe the the nip slip, the baby just... Oh, gosh, sometimes it oh, just comes off the boob. That's child abuse. Yeah, well, that's, that's child abuse. She's getting paid. I don't care. It's you child abuse. Don't hate the player. No, I wouldn't. Hate the no, I would not. Kitty game. No, if you can ask, I would not. No, it's time to reevaluate. Hey, would you want her doing that if you guys were getting paid millions? For no. Her? no. 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 But if no. I had a nanny that would do it for us and share it with us, it's a really hot nanny. No, that's just... disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> that's disgusting. But he's right because he sent me the video. She is. She's really attractive. She's done up. She looks good. And that she just has that kid. That video That's you showed me, she didn't look good. She, she was born gross. down. Well, there's a lot. You you turned your head after a second. She looked. Oh. She she. She's not like in like a professional outfit or anything like that. But like you can tell, like yeah, she's trying to look like with more her sensual. Yeah. 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 yeah, like she isn't like a, it's not it's I'm not your wholesome she, homeschool mom. She's not like yeah, like an oversized <laughs> woman or anything. It's kind of like, that. like, like she was dressed like a handmaid's tale, right? I, I'm sorry. I, I I'm not saying breastfeeding is child abuse. I'm saying when you're when you're five. Was that boy five or six? Oh yeah. When she they said up to five. <laughs> I mean that's too much. I mean that's that's. When you have to tell them to quit playing with their food oh. and it's your titty. Oh That's gosh. bad. Don't just right. That's yeah. quit playing with your food. That, that, no. a good point. And they're just like no. No. Can we talk about something real quick? Yes, Who please. Was, uh, not all right. So when it comes to like drinking milk. Who was the deviant that said, hey, let's take something from the udder of a cow and drink it? Yeah, I don't it's know. It's pretty gross, really. Yeah. Let's and it's take... not even something we're, we really need or should have. <laughs> right. But... They, they taught us it was, but it's like I haven't, had, I haven't had dairy for... You used to love milk. I did. I used, to, I used to drink... I used to keep frozen mugs in the freezer. For milk? And I would drink glasses of milk at night. I mean, I've never been a milk fan. I, I mean, Aunt Maddie does that. Yeah, Maddie likes it. Chocolate milk, Bavinette. We don't even have milk. Forever. If Maddie's in town, we have to get milk. Well, when Maddie's may, not in no, town. No, we have some, but we, we don't use it a lot. No, because we don't eat cereal anymore. And you know what? I think since I've quit drinking milk, like sometimes I'll splurge and I'll go eat cereal and it destroys my stomach. Yeah. 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 The milk destroys my stomach. Yeah. 
Oh, you developed some sort of lactose yeah. allergy. <laughs> nah. But nah, that's an interesting thing to think about, though. Who was the guy way back when that said, you know what, let's take something this from This disgusting the... animal. <laughs> right? It's and titty. You, and you know, and you know damn well they drank that shit straight from the source. Oh, too. yeah. It had to be deviant. He was probably stoned to death. Ew, had For to be. sure. Yeah. Yeah. But... Sucking yeah. on that tea. Exactly. It's like, it everybody's got to try it. And it went viral. <laughs> it went viral. God, oh, man. gosh. That's so gross. But now, yeah, the sale of uh, raw milk was out. This says that milk drinking started around 7,500 years ago in Central Europe. The genetic change Not that surprised. enabled early Europeans to drink milk without getting sick has been not to. Yeah. It's possible that, that the first... What? I have no idea, my friend. How'd you say that? Whatever were. M- oh, That's what we call great radio. Yeah, European farmers were the first. That's just gross. I'm. I. I. No. Sick European farmers. I was gonna say. Well, you it know had to what? be a European. The Euros are. Uh, they do a stand-up job when it comes to uh, the exploration of uh, sexual encounters. So I'm not surprised. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It had, that makes total sense now that right. it came from there. But no, nah, that's, that's... There's nothing point. gross or crazy that comes out of America. That's absolutely right. Well, no, I'm not <laughs> saying that. I'm not that's, saying that's that. But I'm just saying. We do no wrong. Um, no, nothing. But nah. Oh, my gosh. What else are we going to talk about? Gang, gang. I think Storm has some... Gang, gang. <laughs> I have some, yeah, there's some pretty interesting things I was I was wanting to. Well, let's go. Let's dive right in. Enough well, I mean, milk we, talk. Might, we might as well just get right to it. So, I just want to preface all of this by saying I truly think that there is a mental health crisis in this country. Yes, agree. Um, and you know, being a. Uh, you know, young adult male in like a rural area. Um, it's been, you know, really difficult to navigate. And, you know, as I think back on it, uh, it's something that I wish I would have addressed a long ago. But, um, so I know it's really no secret that, uh, and I know, like I've told you, I've told Chaz, I've told Jeff, uh, I've, I have, uh, I've been diagnosed with, Severe clinical depression and what's called dysthymia, which is uh, chronic mild depression. Okay. And, you know, it's something that uh, I take medicine for every day. And, you know, I have no shame in it whatsoever. Right. And, uh, but, you know, coming from a place uh, like, you know, rural West Virginia, there is sort of a stigma that surrounds it. And uh, I know it actually cost me a relationship with this, you know, young woman I was extremely interested in and not gonna say her name but you know I everything was going great until like you know I told her hey I uh I just wanted to you know be transparent with you and tell you you know I, I take medicine medication for depression and she said say la vie and that was the end of it what yeah so uh no yeah, I mean like yeah, it was like I said it, it's one of those things that's very polarizing but you know I'm here to say like to anybody who hears this, you know, if you need help, get help, and there's no shame in it whatsoever, especially... Oh, absolutely. And I mean, you know... Absolutely. Especially, you know, somebody as somebody like me who, you know, I'm 
consider I'm, I'm a former college athlete, uh, about as masculine of a male as they come. Uh, you know, big dude, really into bodybuilding. And, uh, you know, I, what I'm trying to say is don't let anything give you a reason not to to seek help if you need it, whether that be therapy or right. actually, you know, pharmaceuticals. Right. No shame in it whatsoever. I, I was, I, I'm glad you said that because I wish Brooke was here because we were talking, I was talking to her counselors at school and everything, whatever. She struggles with some anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I just found out the other day from uh, the social worker at GW that if because we don't have insurance, so but they there's a, a medical card you can get through DHHR I guess that will pay for a therapist for you for Brooke to talk about her. Well, I when Brooke got home, I said I really want you to do that, and she took offense to it. She was like, I don't need a therapist. That's embarrassing, and it, there so there is a stigma on there it. There is, and and I hate that because I told Brooke I said I wish I had a therapist. I mean I have anxiety. But it's nowhere near the point of where I need to take any type of medication or anything like that. Right. Um, everybody needs a therapist. Uh, yeah. I, I think so. I think, yeah. And I mean, like, when you look at people, um, especially some of the more successful people in this country, um, I mean, a lot of them see somebody weekly. Right. And I think a lot of it deals with, especially, like, people our age, I mean, there's just so much stress. And pressure to put on, like, put on you to, like, succeed. Right. And then, like, you also have, like, all these other things. Uh, you have all these different, like, social media platforms to where... Oh, my uh, gosh. It's constantly being, like, thrown in your face, like, the perfect body. The, like, right. Like, the fashion. Like, what, and you see where people are at this current, like, their current status in life. And, right. And then you are constantly comparing yourself to where they are. Things, like, yeah. uh, things of that nature. And it's a lot. And, I mean, you know... Most of the time, a lot of the stigma is generally created from, you know, those, from older people. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the thing that they need to realize is, I mean, we're living in a much different time and place and world in which they do. Right. Um, so, um, I was going to say, I want to wait till I want to wait till Jeff gets back to get into this story there. Cause, yeah. Like I said, yeah. Because I know I had, I had to go a step farther, but no. Right. Well, the social media is a big thing, but what I like to tell, like, I mean, because in my in my industry where I work, I have, you know, my clients are always comparing comparing themselves to other people. Right. You know, and you've got to remember that nobody puts their crappy stuff on social media. No. Nobody. You always put your best picture with your best angle, with the best filter, with the best lighting. Right. You know what I mean? The happy times, the good things. Look what my good look, look what the good things that my kid did. Look at this outfit. It's my best outfit. Right. Little do you know, it's the only great outfit that I have. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the only, you know what I'm saying? You've got to remember that. And that's what I tell my kids. Please don't. Because when we, when we were growing up, we, we only could compare ourselves to like magazines. Right. Or like people on television. Or those we around have it at the Or those around us. We didn't have it at our disposal for right now for me to turn on my Instagram and see 17 women who look better than me. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's what I try to tell my kids. You got to remember that they're just putting their best out there. Right. They're just like you. Right. So that's what you got to Yeah, and I mean, I, okay, and that was a big topic of conversation the last time Chaz and I were here was social engineering mm-hmm. and things of that nature. I mean, it's just, it's great. There's a couple people on Instagram that I follow 
she does an amazing job. She normally posts the, the prettiest pictures, but she got real one day. Right. And took the lighting right. off, took the filter off, and stood a different way. She looked like a different person. Right. Oh, there's YouTube videos. Oh, you know what I mean? But I know, especially being like a being a trainer, I'm sure whenever you're taking on a new client, I would say probably, I'd actually be, I, actually this is more, I'm just going to phrase this in a question. How often do you hear them say, I want to look like so-and-so? Oh, all the time. I'd say that's probably, yeah. All the time. But, um, but no, that's, I, that's the thing. People, there's just a lot of pressure now. It really is. There is a lot of pressure. And then you put your, you know, in being in the industry that I'm in, I put a lot of pressure on myself because I feel like that, you know, if I slip up a little bit, you know, you have to look at, there's a lot of pressure at, on personal trainers to look a certain way. You know right. what I'm saying? And it and it's that's bad. Absolutely, yeah. You know what I mean? I, we, I, I do the same thing. I'll understand. get on Instagram and I'll scroll through and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I really need to work harder. I need right. to do, and it's awful. It's awful. And so. I know like all like celebrity trainers and things like that. Yeah, and they probably struggle too. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, you got. I mean, you got to hold yourself to a different standard, and sometimes it's too much. But, yeah. I mean, that's what I say about you. It's like you're always like you find as good as you look and as great a shape as you are and all the gains and all of the success you have in developing what you want to, all you ever talk about is the one piece that you feel like isn't perfect, you know? And that's that's, what I'm that's saying. not we fair to yourself because it's that's not what it's about I know we unless you're just a slob and you let yourself go and you're telling other people to live a certain way just right. like if you're going to be self-righteous and tell people to live like a, this certain moral life but you aren't that's one thing right. right but you can take it too far sure no matter what the circumstances are no you're right and it's hard on your mental health it is absolutely speaking of alright so dig into your story alright so anyway and again this is this is my Warning to people because you really want to get in front of this and uh, you know take it head on uh, immediately once you recognize that there is an issue. Um, so anyway, you know it was um, I think it was actually the week of Thanksgiving, and I was this is just like the start of it, um, and I was on my way home. And actually, I was going to go, I was actually on my way to go pick up Chaz. Um, yeah. Um, I was going to pick up Chaz for breakfast. And uh, long story short, I was in a car accident. And, you know, that was kind of like my breaking point. I, like, had pretty much stopped taking my antidepressants. And I'd stopped going to therapy just because, again, I was feeding into the stigma, you know, after this you know, woman I was seeing broke things off completely because she found out I was on antidepressants. So I was like, well, you know what, like, fuck this. I mean, if it's this bad and, like, people think, like, this poorly about it, then, I mean, I don't I don't want to do it if it's going to, you know, rob me of... Uh, Relationships. Exactly. And so that was kind of like my breakdown. And um, I know, you know that it's bad. And, it, again, this is kind of like my PSA. If you've ever had... Any thought whatsoever, and it, like, and here's another thing I really want to be clear about: being suicidal is not necessarily formulating a plan, saying this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to end my life. I'm going to do it this way. No, being suicidal is wishing that you were no longer alive. If you ever wake up and you feel so helpless that 
you truly feel like you just wish you were dead, that's being suicidal, and I strongly encourage you to go get help. So I knew things that things came to a head whenever I had that car accident. So after speaking to my mother and my stepfather, we decided that it would be best for me to commit myself, right? Right. To, um, you know, psychiatric care. Now, again, you know, that's a big decision. It's a huge decision. It is. And I will tell people that, um, you know, once you go down that path, um, you are essentially, because I did it just because, you know, I wanted to go there for the main reason of, like, getting my medications, like, straightened out. Because mm-hmm. I know that one of my other things about it was I'd stopped taking my antidepressants. I was taking a lot of, like, different, like, supplements that were, um, you know, that did different things with my hormones. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just felt like that was, that had an effect. And yeah. So that was my main reason. I was like, okay. Yeah. I'll check myself in and I will, you know, on the stipulation that I reserve the right to check myself out. Not true. Not But true. you thought you when you checked yourself yes. out, you were under the assumption that you could check yourself out? Yes. Because, again, I know, um, you know, being in, uh, like, the legal field, I knew uh, one of my close friends actually did things. He was a attorney for the state that helped defend people when it came to mental hygiene. Right. So, you know, when it gets to that point when the state says you're committed... You're there until they deem you fit to because re-inter- your family can sue them if <laughs> well, something happens. Right, and I know actually, yeah, there was a tort. Like one of the main tort cases you read about is deals with that. Right, but um, because I've had to find coverage for these type of. Oh, I can imagine. It's very difficult. Yeah, especially like the professional liability, not just the general liability, but the professional right. liability where oh, you're. Wow. Yeah, you've got some real issues. Sorry to get an insurance. But, I mean, I can see from a legal side and right. in our state how things work when you've got the big pockets. Right. You know, you're, you're the one that's going to, you, if you walk out of there and they should have, if there are any signs, they should not let you leave. Right. Right. And there's a pretty big sign when you commit yourself in. They probably. Right. And I know, yeah, and honestly, I'm glad you brought that up because I know that's, uh, we'll get into that. But, um so, again, essentially, like, when you check yourself in, you don't necessarily reserve the right to check yourself out whenever. Because I know, as dumb as this sounds, part of my reason in doing all that was I watched this episode of this show called The League. Yes. Oh, yeah. Dirty Randy. Whenever he said, you know what, I'd like to check myself out of this facility, please. I was like, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, perfect. So, you know what? That's, and plus, I mean, I, and again, I'm not trying to, like, throw any sort of blame out but I it the way that the information was presented to my parents and I all indications led that that was the protocol if I checked myself in I could check myself out and anyway so long story short I signed the paperwork I decided it would be best for me to go and um, and I mean you know I didn't really know what to expect and it was it was uh, Charleston the Charleston area hospitals did not have any sort of like they have to have beds open, right? Right. 
and again, that kind of feeds into like sort of why I say there's a mental health crisis, but that's another, that's a story for a different day. I'm trying to get into the funny stuff. Um, Question though, before, like just logistics, because it makes a difference because of my skepticism for the medical field in general and the insurance field, which I'm in, health insurance field. Who's paying for this? Okay, I'm glad that you brought that up because I know um, that was something that we later on had to address. If I can ask that, I you know, no, it was I'm just interested. No, I mean it was at the time they said that my insurance would pay for it, and I mean I have like really really shitty insurance. It's just like some random like private cheap in, insurance that I put right. in the pocket for, and um, they said it would pay that my insurance would pay for it, but then something happened, and then they said that they wouldn't. But, and they got you at that point. Right. And somebody's going to pay for it at that point. Right. Now, I think, granted, when I told them, you know, like, I'm a law student and I work for, I'm not going to say my, the attorneys I work for, but I was Sure, like, yeah. But, I mean, I was like, do I need to speak to them? And it was, things changed. So, I'll, I'll, then automatically my insurance would cover it again. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, was, it was just kind of a fight. <clears throat> but, um... But anyway, so it was decided that I was going to go to Fairmont General Hospital and, you know, get the help that I needed. And, like, the whole time I was, like, the whole time leading up to this, you know, I just said, I don't really want a roommate because that's the thing. They said, you're probably going to have a roommate. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want a roommate. And, you know, especially I don't want someone that's, like, fucking, you know, talking to themselves or, like, you know, taking their shit and, like, drawing hieroglyphics on the wall. <laughs> right, right, right. Things like that. And I was and I was told that I probably wouldn't have one based on, you know, they said you're a pretty sound mind. You're just going up there to get your medications, like, straightened out and all that. I was lied to. Keep in mind, I'm wondering where he's at. Yeah. Oh, you still don't know where he is? No. Chaz does not know what's going on. No, no nobody did. I know, nobody did. Do they take your cell phone? You're not allowed. To, yeah, you can't. No, I end up. He can tell. I end up getting told what the deal was. Yeah. I end up being told. I end up getting the details. He, sure. Because he reached sure. out. What I got to say was he reached out to somebody. They got to me. Yeah. They gave me the full rundown. But then you freaked out. But I, I freaked out in the fact of, I the thought he got pulled over by the cops and right. like he was going to jail because he'd still probably had alcohol in his system. Yeah, it was early in the morning. Yeah, it was really early because he had called me. And I woke up like an hour later, like 45 minutes later. Right. And then we agreed. And I was, he was already on the road or he was getting Uber to his. Yeah, I took an Uber to my truck. And I actually, offer, I was like, I can just leave your truck there and we can yeah. eat. You can sober up and go back to your truck. But he was already on his way. But yeah, I didn't know where he was at this time. Uh, I was worried. Okay, yes, yeah. I was worried. Right. But go ahead. So anyway, I get to Fairmont General, right? And, you know, they're, I'm, like, doing, like, all my registration. They, like, have, like, it was actually hilarious because I, I felt like fucking Hannibal Lecter. I uh, had, like, three security guards, like, and uh, the two ladies that brought me there in the ambulance. They took me, and uh, we were walking back. And, I mean, like, you know, I'm a fairly large dude. And I'm wearing, like, a... Uh, I'm wearing just like a zip up and I'm wearing like a gym shark tank and like sweats. And uh, anyway, so like all these people are like 
surrounding me and stuff. And I was just like, what the fuck? And I mean, like, the whole time, I mean, like, I wasn't in a bad mood. I was, I was trying to find the best in any situation. So, actually, the whole ride up, I was talking to the uh, lady in the, like, one of the EMTs that took me up in the ambulance. We just talked Alabama football because she was uh, big. Uh, she was actually, she's originally from Louisiana and a uh, big Bama fan. And I mean, like, everything was great. And uh, so anyway, they're like all up there. I feel like fucking Hannibal Lecter. And like, I just like see all these people like kind of timid looking at me. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, why? And then I, and then later on, I would realize it would dawn on me why. Um, <clears throat> so, which we'll get into. But um, anyway, when they're doing my intake and everything, the guy told me, he said, so listen, you have a roommate. And immediately the first thing went through my head was like, oh, fuck. And uh, he said, so not to like stress you out or freak you out, but he's, you know, a guy in like his early to mid-20s. He checked himself in as well. And, uh, you know, he just, uh, he hears people talk to him. and um, Oh, great. Yeah, and I'm just like. That's normal. I'm like, all right, bro. So he like, skits up? Yeah. Well, he had, yeah, I, I don't. Which is very, very interesting. Right. <clears throat> so I'm just sitting there, I'm just like, man, what the fuck? So I was like, all right, whatever, let's just go. Let's get this over with. So I walk, he walks me to my room, and all of a sudden, like, you know, like, I see somebody, like, peek up out of bed and everything, and I'm just like, all right, whatever, and uh, finally the guy leaves and closes the door, and I'm laying there, and, like, bro, this guy's just, like, fucking talking to himself. Like, I mean, like, he's just, like, talking to himself, like, and again, like... I and not th- having one meds, like, that would help that? Oh, I mean, I, I'm i sure they did. <clears throat> I mean, like, they would come in and uh, give you, like, your medications and things like that, and I know I kept having to get, like, blood work and stuff done, because, um, again, they, like, they thought I was, they thought my, they thought a lot of my issues were that, like, I was on, because I told them supplements, and they thought I was on, like, steroids, and they thought that was kind of, like, affecting my mood. Feeding it, yeah. And um, things like that. A little roid rage. Exactly. But um, anyway, so that was my first experience with like actually being around the people that were struggling with, um, that were actually admitted. My ward mates, so to speak. So the next day, like I wake up and I finally forced myself to sleep, even though this guy's like literally like talking to himself and like he's like, sometimes he would get animated. That would, that would be unsettling to try to fall asleep with someone doing that. Right. and I, I, mean, I would not be able to. And again, I mean... It would be very difficult. It was. And I mean, like, I was, like, kind of, like, freaked out. And that's why, again, I mean, like, I, eventually it got to the point where I didn't sleep. And I'll tell you how... Which I, will make you even crazier. <laughs> oh. Right? If you can't sleep, you go crazy. I, I mean, again, the best way I can sum all this up is if anybody's ever seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest with Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Because it was obvious, I, I, I should not have been there. And in, it just goes to show, like, people who should not be in that environment, it can be devastating, the effects of it. Why can't there be different levels, like there is in prison? That's what Like, I, minimal, and, like, you know, this this is... These kinda, people it's are in, really off the spectrum, and, and this guy just needs to get his right. meds taken care of. It maybe sounds like that's how they sold it to you, though. It's exactly how they sold it to you. That's how they sold it to you. Honestly. You're just someone that committed yourself. You need right. to be But I mean, actual different out. levels. Like, this is like yeah. a, a minimal, yeah. you know what I mean? And this right. is max. He held you know? it together. Once he finished, he held it together well, very, very well. And though. here's where things... Your outlook on it all 
was the mindset you had and your outlook was what got you. And here, well, the thing about it is, I knew, I like, I had the where, <laughs> mental wherewithal to tell myself like, dude, if you don't try to find as yep. like some sort of morbid, fucked up humor with this. Amen, brother. I love this. Exactly. I love this. That's why I told Chaz. He told me, he told me, he told me that. As soon I told as one of the one thing I told Chaz was like, I can't wait to fucking tell Jeff this. I love it. I've been how, waiting. That's how he got yeah. through, though. That's exactly what yeah. he did. Seriously, the three days or two days he was there. Oh, I was there a week. A whole week was yeah. there. A whole week? Yeah, I Just thought you told me that when you were here for the for yeah the, for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, you were you're telling me it was about a week. No, for my party, not the Super Bowl. I'm sorry for for the party. Um, I thought you were here for the Super Bowl. Oh, he was. Bowl. We Never were. mind. Forget yeah. it. Just so let me see. No. He was here for both. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, you might have been a week, man. You're Actually, right. it was about four or five days. Four Regardless, five days. it probably felt like a month. It probably, yeah. Oh, it felt like a fucking eternity. And honestly, you know, part of the reason for that for that was there were no clocks, clocks on the wall. There. That's what I don't understand. <gasps> oh, my gosh. No, that would drive me crazy. crazy. <laughs> exactly. There's no fucking concept. Are you you got to go on a sundown? Like, you're like, wait, the sun's going down. It must be the end of the day. That's what oh, I yeah. told him when he told me that. Go ahead. No, I mean, like, there's like well, an electronic clock. But um, you... Would go crazy before before like since we're at a spot where you got your train of thought where I can say something. Oh yeah, you're good. All right, like oh, I want to go back oh, to like like what you said about suicide. Yeah. About how it's not something planned out and people don't really talk about it. Right. Because last year we lost my cousin to suicide, and I told you about it. I don't know if you told you about it. I don't think so. But I grew up with him across the street. You know, Ange knows him well. We know him well. We lived in Georgia. He hung out, you know. We went to concerts with him and his ex. And he ate family dinners with us, you know, with me and my parents. And But he grew up across the street. He was big Jeff. I'm little Jeff because his name was Jeffrey Michael Runyon. Mm-hmm. And my name is Jeffrey Michael Runyon. <laughs> Same name. But really, did you were you ever around him when he wasn't smiling? Did he seem no, depressed? No, no, not at all. He was always smiling. He's always happy. Well, guess what? He 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 had a fight with his mom. He, he lost... He had a problem with drinking, got a DUI, him and his wife got divorced, she moved on, she got a family, you know, he's struggling to keep it together. On the deep end, yeah. And then he's living... But has two kids. He has two kids, he's living in his parents' basement, he's he's got his own company now, he's got a painting company with a partner. Yeah. Late 40s. And he's like maybe two to three, he's probably 47, he's probably 47, 46 at the time, but <clears throat> I wouldn't have, I would have, I would have never thought this guy, and I looked up to him as a kid, you know, right. he's the coolest guy around, he had all the girls, he had, he was just fun and energetic, and he's the party guy, right, always a party guy, and that's what probably got him in a lot of trouble, right, and with his wife, you know, all that, so they always party, and they had a good time, but I mean, he just went to his partner's house because he was living with in his parents basement getting his stuff together right and his and the sad thing is, is he got in a fight with his mother who is like another mother to me you know what I mean she's right. like my mom's best friend she's to me and that day they found him three or four days later but he went to his partner's house who his partner business partner business partner was out of town yeah. for the week pulled in the garage shut the garage door left the car running you know what I mean? Right. That situation. But you would have never thought Jeff would have done that. I was shocked when I found out. I think I was with you having coffee when I found out. Yeah. I yeah. couldn't. Uh, you were. I yeah. think I remember. Yeah, I remember that. I yeah, could Jeff not. Like, when yeah. my mom 
No, my dad called me, which was, and I was like, huh? It, and he said that. He said Big Jeff, because that's how they refer right. to me, Little Jeff and Big Jeff. But I mean, like, wait a minute. I just talked to him. Like, I didn't talk to him a lot, but he'd call me because he was in real estate and he had his painting company. And he just called me, like, probably a month before, and we talked about insurance stuff, because I'm in the insurance business, and he right. was having an issue with his insurance. And we caught up, but it was like, he was happy. He seemed great. You know, so I'm I'm just I'm confirming like from my I never thought that way. I thought that these people like were miserable people, mm-hmm. and it was like someone you always had to check it's on. It's blatantly that you can and that see you had to make sure they're yeah. okay, and they they had signs and symptoms, and maybe they did to his mom, maybe right. But no, I mean she didn't. I mean that everybody blames themselves, the people close to him, because now she has to live with that. She basically she, the last words she had for him were not friendly. Right. Which and he's gone. Difficult. Yeah. yeah. And I got a similar story like that. I'm not, man, this so, is a really quick one. That's it. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta break for a second because I gotta use the bathroom really bad. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, appreciate yeah, it. You're good. Yeah. I'll go ahead and uh, yeah, tell just tell it. I might have even told Storm, but um, last year, one of my mom's good friends actually, actually committed suicide. She oh. committed it. Well, she'd been going through a rough patch, actually. But, um... My mom was still there for all the time and stuff like that, and, and they were really close or whatever. Well, one day, um, well, she actually lived not too far from where my mom works. Mm-hmm. Well, she sent my mom a text before it actually happened. Like within yes hours? But it wasn't like a blatant. It was just like a... It's just like when somebody's going through something, and they just thank you for being there. It wasn't like... So yeah. it was almost like a thank you goodbye, like a it was friendly, a thank you, friendly thank. It was a thank. friendly thank you. It wasn't a like help. It was no, more like... No, no, no. It was a thank you goodbye. Like I'd a, send to you if I'd talk to you about something personal. I'd say, yeah. hey, man, thanks for listening. Thanks for thank listening. So thanks much. for always being I love there for you. me. Yeah. yeah. And that's what it was. And my mom still felt a little weird about it, though, when she got it. Because, like... The gut. The gut. The intuition. It, it wasn't like... Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it was in the fact that they had been texting and then... She just said it, or the change, in. or it just—it it was just a text like that. But she said she didn't feel right about it, and I'll never forget. Whenever she said, I can't remember how much longer it was after that because she even—and she even left work to go up actually to where that person was, and there was cops outside and stuff. Wow! And already, so it was basically like you said a goodbye. Gosh. Well, but the th- the thing is, is I think, like he said, from all the stories I've heard, like of that, it's almost like someone, like, like your story about certain decisions you got to make that you don't really want to do it. You just want it to go away, but you know you have to do it, which in that, you, you got to be in a bad place to know you have to do it. But it's like being on the high dive, and then you keep walking off, You talk, somehow you're like, Yep. No, I'm not gonna do it. But then there's a day where it's you're you just are, boop. You, you know what? Like the you shut down and it's like I'm jumping. It's I over. don't care. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, it's time. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And it's an impulse. It's almost like an impulse thing, right? Like where somebody and I don't know. I've never been there. Not even close. But I mean, I know it's probably an impulse thing. And I'm not saying it couldn't be. 
I would well, yeah, never judge any. Yeah, I could be there. I, something yeah. could happen in my life. Oh yeah, of course. That could spin me down into it could a place. Be anybody, yeah, anybody could be like that. So I don't want to say I could never do that, because that's something I've learned being my age is like you never ever ever say never, mm-hmm. um, because you almost set yourself up when you do that. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, the scientific explanation for it is. Um, and again, I mean, this is something something that my therapist explained to me, and that's one of the, that's part of the reason why I said, you know, suicide's more than just having a plan. I agree. With that. Um, it's just a lack of desire to want to continue on and feeling that you would be better off dead. It's to the point to where like your brain just says like I can't do this anymore. I can't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how intelligent you are, or being able to compartmentalize, or whether or not you have you know different. Uh, circumstances or different things around you that push you forward it just it's your brain literally just saying like I can't do this anymore mercy yeah exactly you give yourself it's mercy a, exactly it's kind of like I've said like euthanasia right like or, or like it's like okay man come on the guy he's not breathing he's in pain he's 87 like just if he wants to let it go like let's just inject him like assist it's, yeah and, right yeah it, and let him go it, but that's because he's 87 and he's sick and he's going to die within months. He's just going to be a painful death. It, it's when somebody can be helped and they're right. 29 or 35 or 52, there's hope left. It's just they can't see it. Right? right. You just can't see it. Right. And I mean, again, that's why, like, you know, I just, I, I truly, if anybody gets anything out of this, like, it's, it's just, go get help. There's no shame in it at all. And I know especially my message is like more directed towards, you know, those rural masculine males who just feel like it's something, mm-hmm. some sort of weakness to go yeah. do it. There's no shame in it. There's not. But uh but no, I know all right. So all right, back to back it's alpha females too, because well, yeah. some people can be like that that are female too, that are like, No, I'm strong, I can do it, I don't need help. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I think there's people... It's anybody. It's there, anybody. There's people that are stubborn and they think, well, what you thought, right? When you had the accident. Like, what'd you think? You lost a relationship, which I hope you understand at this point, that's not you. Oh, no, you're right. Right? Right. Somebody's got to say, like I've talked about having adult ADD and I was shameful about that. Right. But there's something missing, right? And I need some help to make it whole. Right. And that's, i got to take something if I want to get anything done. Right. So I've got to take it, and it makes me whole. And, yeah, there might be side effects, but I've got, if I want to be whole and be able to complete projects and do the things I need to do daily, i got to do it. So why is it a problem for someone with depression or with schizophrenia? You know what I mean? Right. Somebody's got to be there. So whoever that person was, they're foolish. That left him? Yes. Yeah. They're I foolish. Agree. Oh, yeah. And you know what? It's not the right person because right. you don't want, you wouldn't no. have wanted them to stick around because clearly right. they aren't there for you. No, I mean, they're I, there for them. And what true commitment and love is, is right. you give up all of yourself for the other person. Well, see, the thing about it is, it wasn't necessarily like that. I mean, like, I just know, because um, I know I, I even told Chaz and I'm, I told her, I was like, you know what? I really appreciate your honesty. 
Sure. And well, I mean, I didn't agree with medication. Yeah. And I, and I appreciate, like, I truly, okay. I, well, I didn't falter, I didn't falter for her. Didn't let her go. Like, the yeah. only thing was, was just like, it was just everything. It was just like, you know. But she was upfront about it, though. Yeah, she was. Well, then it, when she has yeah. a child or when she has a, a surgery, when she, when somebody says, hey, you're going to die if you don't get the surgery, say, well, I don't want any help. Yeah. I don't want any medication. I don't want you to put me to sleep. I don't want anesthesia. Because I don't that. believe in it. But yeah. nah, I mean, like, yeah. but I truly, I was like, that was just part of. I mean, like, it well, was. I just, guess she didn't. I think you told me she didn't. I could be wrong. What? She didn't believe in antidepressants. Yeah, antidepressants. And I, and I told her, I, and I told her I was ADHD. But um, I guess that's what she. But yeah, like, but yeah, maybe. she would. Which I mean, one thing that was funny about all of it was like she actually was like advocating for me to like take steroids. Um, yeah, I know it's really weird. Uh, I just I give up. I mean, like I said, I I don't I don't. Well, listen. She has some problems. She does. Oh, you don't even know the half of it. But I'm just saying, all you have to do is tell me that, wait, this person doesn't want me to be mentally stable or healthy, or she doesn't care about me being in a depressed state. She wants you to be jacked. But she yeah. wants me to be jacked so she can be on my arm and look a certain way. Right. Right? But yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, she hit me up on Snapchat after I posted a picture that said vegan and not on roids. It was at the casino. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Said that. I mean, nah. Like I said, I didn't falter at all. I mean, that was just part of it. I was just upset about that, and I was upset just because you know. I know it sounds really dumb, but I mean, like, I love my truck. That was like part of my identity, and I knew that that was fucked, and that, and then like obviously the more the deeper things were, you know, like I was wasn't working. I'm still I'm still home in West Virginia. I'm not back in law school. And that was one thing that bothered me. It was just everything. It was at that point everything and just like. Mm-hmm. You know, push. Uh, I felt like I was like the way I described it was. I always felt like Atlas, like I was holding up all of this mm-hmm. on my shoulders. You told me that a bunch, yeah. And now, a uh, lot of it's though, but it's a lot of it's stuff that hopefully you can come to a place where you don't you don't put a you don't put the pressure on yourself. You know what I mean? Right. Time because all that matters is that you get to a place where you're excited about your life every day. Right. And I right? Mean that, regardless of the law school, regardless of the job. Right. Because us people sitting at 45 that are stuck in a job or not doing what we absolutely love would go back and totally not try to keep up with somebody that looks like they've made it because they're done with med school or law school and they've got two kids and a wife, but they're freaking miserable because that's not what they want to do, really. Right. Nah, and I mean, um, in an all honesty, you know, that was one thing, like, throughout this whole experience that I've really, that's kind of helped me grow, and, you know, I'm in a lot better place now, because, I mean, immediately when I got out, like, one of the things I was trying to, like, evaluate was, what do I want to do? And uh, the thing is, is I realized, you know, after talking, like, really, after mostly self-reflection and then talking to certain people who are extremely influential in my life, I realized that I was on the right path. I just had, um, I had provided, I had proven to be the biggest distraction and the, like, you know, kind of the architect of kind of the demise of certain things. But, you know, the good thing is, you know, now I get to start fresh and, uh, you know, moving forward with the knowledge that I have now based on sort of these things that I deal with. Since I've had to decided to face it head on, I think it's put me in a good spot moving forward. But um, but now, like I said, the biggest thing that helped me was my time in Fairmont General in the nut house, so to speak, <laughs> and um, and it helped me grow as a person because, like I said, I 
me being who me being me, you know, and my friends can attest to this, and I'm sure you and Jeff and Angie can attest to this. Like I, I just I try to find humor and everything, and I mean that's that's why I always told you I was like it was the worst experience of my life. But I said there is no there's pers- levels to it. There's no personal anecdote that I have that I can share with people that is more fucked up and hilarious than this. <laughs> there's levels. Because I, I'm excited about this. Levels. Because I had to. I had to. I had no other fucking choice, and here's why. So, like I said, I get there, I go to my room, and my my man in the bed next to me is talking to his fucking self. <laughs> and somehow, some I'm way... I'm sorry if I start laughing. Oh, no, I want you to. Like oh, I said, man, that's... I I but I mean, you know, I'm just like I, I, I'm just like what the, where the fuck am I? And um, anyway, so finally, and by the way, so this bed is like, I mean, like I'm, I'm a fairly large person. I'm picturing it like a, like a, like a, a twin bunk bed. Uh, I mean, like like prison cell, like like uh, top bunk, bottom bunk. Right. right. That's what I'm with thinking. the toilet that's, over there. That's the about how it was. Prison. Could, right. And I mean, like if I could just, I'll get in the layout in a second. But I mean, like. The bed was about like this table. What? If I had to, yeah. Maybe just like a little bit longer. Because I know like at that point. Because ah. like, like I'm about like six foot and a half at that point. What are they trying to do to you people? Well, I mean like. I, I break you. <laughs> like, That's what it uh, sounds like. But I mean like it was like. It pretty much was kind of like a prison layout from what I imagine. Luckily I'm never there. But um, I'd say like. I don't know. The table was probably about. I don't know. I think maybe sixty inches across, and I don't. I don't. You the know. bed. Yeah, I, like my feet hung off of it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. And my shoulders, and like I know, like whenever I would like, whenever I slept, <laughs> I my arms like wrapped around the bed. There's nothing worse than a bed too small for you and a schizophrenic guy within Just feet talking. of you. Oh, and I can't wait to get, yeah. But anyway, so I wake up, I somehow managed to fall asleep. I wake up the next morning while I was probably like around like noon, afternoon. And I just kind of like, you know, wake up and I look around and by myself and I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. So like, let's, let's fucking do the damn thing. And, um, the way that it's laid out is that it's a big square with, um. Kind of like a hospital floor? Yeah. I mean, that's what it was. It's a war, like a ward of a hospital. So like, it's a big, like you're just in your own like little square, right? Right. And, um, there's like a little central hub where you go to get your medicine. If you want anything, like you have to go up to the window and things like that. The only clock in the whole fucking vicinity is right there. Oh gosh, that's terrible. Yeah. So if you want to see what time it is, you got to get up and walk. And, um, so anyway, my room was like probably right at the corner, like the uh, the back left corner. So, well, I guess to try to describe this in terms of like on like a, on like radio. So like you get through the doors, you can walk all the way straight back, right? And surpass the central hub that I was talking about. Right. You take a left and then there's like that back hallway, then you take a right and then there's like, you know, Sort of the, I don't know. You get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm doing the, yeah. So anyway, like I wake up and um, I just need some fucking water. So like I walk. This is one, this was my first, uh, my first encounter with my ward mates. 
So, like, I walk, I get up, and, like, I don't see anybody down the first hallway. And I'm like, all right, good, because I wanted to just stay the far away from these people as I could. Even though I was empathetic and I completely understood. You yeah, know. you did. And, uh, and, again, that's why I preface it by saying, you know, I don't think less of these people, and truly my heart goes out to them. Uh, so then finally, like, there was, like, this, there's, there was this, this one girl that was, like, walking down, she was, like, walking down, like, right towards me, and, you know, she was kind of, like, just shuffling her feet, and she looked up, and she smiled at me, and I smiled and said hello, and she didn't say anything, she just smiled and just, like, tucked her head back down and kept walking, I was like, all right, and, uh, anyway, so I go, and I got some water, I came back to my room, and luckily, one of my saving graces, I didn't realize at the time, but I brought a book with me. I brought the first Game of Thrones Game book. Game of Thrones book, baby. Wow, that yeah, that'll that'll last a while. That'll occupy some time. I read it in two days. I ended up reading it in like two days. But uh Well yeah, if you have nothing going on in your pages. Well, the big thing that they do with um being in a psych ward is they do group therapy. They don't do one on one therapy. Yeah, group. They don't. Yeah. Oh, this is epic. Group yeah. Yes, group group therapy means you get to see everybody and hear everybody. Right. Yes. I didn't get a group. I went once, and then I was like, no. Nah. But uh, we'll get to that. But anyway, so I had already missed it. It's an open group therapy. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah, open. But yeah. honestly, it's one of the things That's one of the things that goes into your evaluation on whether or not they let you fucking leave, which I found out the hard way. But um, Oh, because you weren't attending enough. Yeah. So well, I... You got to be cooperative. So I, I grabbed my book, and I went out in the hallway... And um, I sat, I was just trying to find a way, just find a place like where I could have some privacy, just fucking read my book away from everybody. Yeah. Because, I mean, uh, you know, I was reading in my room, but then my mans came back in and he was talking to himself and stuff. Hard to read. Yeah. So anyway, I was like reading my book and this is where we meet our first character of my time there. Because here's the thing. In order to find my morbid, fucked up sense of humor and all this, I had to give these people an identity. Well, we do that in the gym. I mean, exactly. We have nicknames exactly. and identities exactly. for people at the gym. That's exactly yeah. what happened, and that's how I. That's how I had to get through this. And I was like, I, I, I had to like, it was now literal. Did I know it was? It was. Before, this was before I actually got to the point where I was like, all right, listen, I, I got, I got to do something. I got to like formulate my own story out of this, or else I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. So anyway, but this was my first encounter with somebody whom would later be known as Agent Scully. <laughs> okay. I was referred to on TikTok as Agent Scully's less muscular brother. Was that what they said? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? I'm not an X-Files yet. Well, I mean, they were making fun of me. <laughs> I didn't know that. Which I'm fine with. I'm good right. with that. They uh, they were jealous because I'm sure you found a way I went to, I went, I went to their page and they were weak. They were, they were but wonderful. go ahead. We learned them. So anyway, Agent Scully was kind. Of, she was the socialite of the ward at Fairmont General Hospital. Maybe not Agent Scully. Maybe the other guy. The guy. It was the guy. So uh, um, I can't remember. His, I know. Wasn't it Richard Gere in the movie? No. Well, the show. It was the other guy in the show. I, I don't know. You got me lost. I don't know. I don't know. Well. Go on. Sorry. So my first encounter with, with her, she was the first person I encountered outside of my roommate and the woman in the hallway who will, will later be referred to as Speed Racer. But, um. <laughs> yes, I love this. So, anyway, 
I was sitting there, I, like, there was, like, a little portion of, like, the wall in the doorway to where I could hide behind, like, the door. Uh, and I just propped my back up, and, like, I was just, like, reading a book. And, like, I saw her. She was walking with this other guy, whom would later be known as Romeo. <laughs> and they just kept making their rounds. And, I mean, like... See, that's what they do to you. You have to do this to survive, but then they could use it against you as a crazy person. Right. Right? Oh, and the thing about it was, like, one thing that was hilarious was, like, once, like, I started, like, figuring this shit out, and I was like, uh, I was like, man, I was like, I gotta get the, I was like, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it two days just because I want to get my medications right and just get the fuck out of here on, like, a good note with, you know, actually, like, get something out of this. So, but I mean, like, eventually it got to the point to where I was, because I found out that they were actually evaluating whether or not they were going to let me go, which is when I found out that just because you check yourself in doesn't mean you can check yourself out. You subject yourself to psychiatric evaluation in which the physician has to be the one to release you. So you forfeit your right to check yourself out, even if you check yourself in voluntarily, which is my thing that I stress to people. Wow. Um, Yeah, the people listen. (laughs) But, uh... Now, I got to the point to where I was so conscious of where I was in my surroundings. I have a bad habit of, like, you know, kind of, like, whispering things to myself. But, I mean, there, I was just, So, like, you and your roommate were... Well, I mean, like, I'm just, like... Like, if I... Like, I don't know. I'll just sit there and, like, think think about something to myself. I'll just be like, fuck. You're really afraid to do that. Yeah. you're afraid people are watching and thinking... Oh, uh, because everything is... Dude, I sit in my office during the day, and I literally talk to it. Cause I've oh, had, I do. I've had, like... People walk, because you got to go by my office to go to the bathrooms. So I've had people that I work with walk by my office and go, like, did you say something? Like, did, what? Were you talking to me? And I was like, no, I was, I was talking to myself. But now, I mean, like, being like, one, you are just, like, hyper-focused and self-aware. And you're like, man, I cannot give them one reason to keep me here longer than they have to. Which, in this case, they had no reason to. But anyway, no, so... Anyway, so my first encounter was obviously with Speed Racer just walking down the hallway. This is before I knew her as Speed Racer because I just thought it was some, you know, woman, some some woman around, you know, my age just walking down the hallway, smiled, being friendly. And, uh, but anyway, so I'm sitting there reading a book and Agent Scully and Romeo are like making their rounds. It was probably their, because again, it's just a big fucking square. So people would just like walk around that shit. And anyway, so it was about her, their third time around. I'm sitting there reading Game of Thrones. And she, finally, they stop and say something to me, and I see them stop, and I'm just like, fuck. All right, I'm, this is first contact. And she was like, uh, do you like that book? And I said, yeah. I said, it's, it's, so thus far, it's proven to be, you know, pretty good. Um, thus <laughs> far. She said, uh, I read it yesterday. <laughs> I said, oh, really? <laughs> I said, well, that's impressive. And she said, yeah, yeah. And then she said, uh, I own stock in that company because on the cover of it, it said, you know. Like an HBO acquitted show. H- yeah, it oh. had the HBO. Right. And I said, wait, what? She said, that company right there. I said, HBO. And then, like, I looked. I was like, oh, HBO. And I was like, you know, they have a lot of really good shows that I, I, I watch. Yeah. She said, yeah, yeah. So she just, and then she just said, all right, then. And she just kept walking. I was like, all right. Okay. Um, so anyway, later I walked back into my room. And then Buddy shows back up, my roommate. Okay, your your roommate. Yep. And um, oh shoot, sorry. <laughs> so then, like he asked me, he said, uh, "Again, it made me feel like prison." 
He was like, what are you in for? Oh, no. <laughs> and I told him, uh, I said, you know, I, uh, I told him, I've, I, you know, I've, I've, you know, I go through uh, clinical depression and I'm just trying, I'm just here to try to get like my meds regulated and stuff. Right. And then this is where I made a mistake because I already knew. But I said, just me trying to be friendly, I said, what about you? Oh, no. Yeah, big mistake. I can't like, wait to hear the answer to that. Oh, yeah. Well, this is how this guy gets his nickname. But he said, oh, you know, he said, uh, I just hear the voices. You oh, know? no. He said, you hear them too? And I was like, I said, no. Oh, I thought you said you did. Nah. <laughs> you could have totally messed nah. it. Oh, you could have made it so much worse. Well, I said no. Nah. Which would have been cruel, but it would have oh, been entertaining. Been fucked. But I said, no. I was like, I'm sorry, man. I really don't. He said, you don't hear him? He said, you know, from the void? Oh. And I said, I looked at him. I said, I'm sorry. He said, you know, the void. And I was like, you're going to have to enlighten me. He said, that's where they come from. That's where they talk to me. Oh, my. So all my stories about the, the void. And that's henceforth, he was known as the void. Um, oh which later on to find out was a Canadian horror film about a hospital in which somebody heard voices. Really? Yes, because I went and checked on all these. Well, yeah, things. I would have too. Yeah, and um, wow. Yeah, that's crazy. And um, he said, "No, I, I, yeah. I, 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 figured, so, I thought you said you did." No, so then, like a no, fuck no, I wasn't gonna tell him I heard black because number one, I don't. Then it would have went, and yeah. then he would have fucking said, "He was like, well, what the fuck? That guy hears him." Um, that is true. But yeah, Smart point. good point. But good uh, point. use it against him. No, yeah. like I said, one hundred percent self awareness at all times. Well, I mean, like you just have such a heightened sense of things being there out of your. That element. would be the bet. Now, maybe I'm crazy, but that would be the greatest place to go. This guy said that. You're listening to this guy. That is true. He's yeah. crazy. He's talking. Come over here. He talks to himself and he hears voices from the void, and he's going to say, "I said something." Well, I mean, <laughs> he's crazy. Yeah, you. <laughs> That's an easy sell. Right. Right. But um, well, number one, so I'm just gonna get. I'm just gonna break this down by character. We're gonna start with the void. <laughs> so the void, like I said, that's when it, henceforth it became the void. And the void, he had this really bad habit of like he would talk to you, but then all of a sudden he would just like look up in like the right corner of his room. Like, oh no, man, I'm yeah. out, bro. I'm running. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> but like. But the thing is, is whenever he would start to talk to somebody, whenever they would speak back to him, his whole voice and his mannerisms would change. Kind of like off Split with James McAvoy. Oh, my split person. Oh, remember we watched that? Did you see? Yes, you watched it. It was crazy. Did you see Glass? Part two? No. With Samuel Jackson and Bruce Willis? You you we watched it several years Watch ago. Glass. Split Glasses. with the guy, yeah. he was cra- It was an amazing yeah, movie. But I know, like the worst split personalities, and he would kidnap people, right? Watch Glass. Yeah. That's part two of it. Oh, but I know it was like, insane. Yeah, I'll I'll show you, and you'll remember. But even like whenever he was talking to himself in his sleep, they would be different people, almost having different conversations. So you're saying he would have different personalities? Yeah, and sometimes like they would be like really aggressive and stuff. That's why like the first night I was there, like he would like talk to himself, like and it would, he would like kind of like raise his tone. Like I would just like kind of like, you know, be like what the fuck, and uh, just kind of ready, like you know, ready, if somebody yeah. touched me, I was about ready to just yeah, deck him. Yeah. It's good you're a bigger guy. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And they there's nothing in there to kill you with, right? <laughs> well, they make sure... Oh, well, that's another thing about the layouts of the rooms. 
that's part of the reason why there's no clocks on the walls. There's nothing. Everything's bolted to the floor. And instead of, like, having chairs, they had two desks in every room. And the chairs, instead of a, being a chair, they're like this big round thing. It's like a big round, it's like a big, like, cylinder with, like, a round top that you sit on. Oh, so there's no edges? No. There's no edges. Nothing ed- There's nothing sharp in the rooms. There's no edges. There's nothing that you can take off the walls. Whenever you're in there, they make you take off the, like any sort of strings that you have on your clothing, even your shoes. They make you turn over all strings. Um, I was allowed to wear a watch eventually. Because wow, I said I was big like, time. Say, yeah, I, was, I was the man in there. Gang, gang. Yes. But uh, anyway, yeah, so they, they're really careful about that. But, um, I wonder so, if fold a clock or like put like a... Like a, like a thing around the clock where you just... One of those cages? Yeah. Like in, like in junior high? Yeah. yeah. No, I, that's one thing I always wondered about. But um, but anyway, so when it comes to the void, like I said, my roomie, um, one thing that irritated me on a side note, he never flushed the fucking toilet. Yeah. Yeah. I can't expect him to do that, really. Oh, it was fucking gross. I mean, eventually... Almost, you mean even when he took a dump? Oh, yeah. Every time I walked in uh, there, there was like a big old pile of disgusting. shit just oh, looking gosh. up at me. What? Yes. It pissed me off. I was like, what the fuck? Um, you were scared to say anything, though, weren't you? I mean, honestly, well, it got well, to the point. would it helped, really? Well, it got to the point where I didn't spend any time in my room. I went to my reading room, which was actually the... I went... I sought refuge. I'm using the I spent most of my time in the padded room. <laughs> What? Yes. Because it got to the point do you, where... Do you voluntarily check yourself in there? Well, here's what I said. I walked up to the lady at the, the front office, like right in the middle of everything. I just said, listen, I need somewhere I can get some fucking peace and quiet. I just want to read my book, and my, my guy's just talking to himself nonstop. Can, where can I go? I was like, can I just go to like the therapy room after they close it down? Because all the nurses, they knew, like they're like, you shouldn't be here. And, oh really? Yeah, and um, that's part of the reason. Like part of the only reason I got out. So they're like, we can let you have the padded room unless we need you to turn it over in case somebody needs it. I say gladly, gladly if that if that if the need arises. One thing about padded rooms, I can tell you, they're not very soft. Really? No. The walls aren't soft. Hard as a fucking rock. You, they got maybe like a th- like two centimeters of give. But there was like, they told me I could sleep in there, but um, there was like a mattress on the floor with like a pillow and a blanket. And they're like, you can sleep in here if you want. I said, I'm not fucking sleeping on that shit because the whole time I walked in there, I thought about all the body fluids around there. Yeah. Oh, no. But that's where I, I sought my refuge. But um, anyway, no, the other things with like the void that came about were uh, one, like some of the specific things he would like say to himself was, he randomly he randomly asked himself one time, he's like, Did you just call me a pedophile? And I was like reading my book in my room at that point. And I just like perked up and looked at him. I said, No? He said, No, I wasn't talking to you. And um then like he can proceeded to have a conversation with himself in which I excused myself from my reading room. But um, <laughs> But then like the other thing that he said was there was one time where um he walked in I, because I, I, I would do push-ups and stuff in my room every day just to have some sort of sense of physical fitness. And um, he asked me, he said, 
let me ask you a question. He said, "Do you think it's possible to hear somebody drop something on the other side of this ho- of like of this hospital?" And I said, um, "This hospital." I was like, no, maybe the other side, like this wing of the hospital, because the acoustics are terrible, because I hear people fucking yelling right. and screaming all yeah. night. But anyway. Oh, that would be a little unsettling. Right. But now, my last thing about the void was, uh, I left him a bunch of, um, I left him a bunch of, like, toiletries and stuff, just because I really felt sorry for him. Aww. And, uh, because I know, like, he was really upset, uh, that they weren't going to let him leave on Black Friday, because he said that he was so poor. Uh, that the only time he was able going to be able to afford anything nice was on Black Friday, so I left him a bunch of things, and um, I even offered to leave him my book, but um, he didn't. He didn't accept it, but uh, he he took my toiletries. But um, now, in terms of like Agent Scully, though, like I said, the first thing the re- like the first encounter I had with her was that she said that she had read the book that I was reading. She prior- stock in the company. She <laughs> stock in HBO. And then, um... You should have married her, bro. This is probably the best part. She was, uh... You know, like, those troll dolls? Yeah. With yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what she looked like. Oh. She had red hair. Like, just like... She was fair color. Yeah. And she was wearing, like, these, like, striped socks that were black and purple. Almost every day. High? Yeah. Sexy? High socks? No, dude. There was nothing about her that was sexy, Hefe. <laughs> trying to help you. I'm trying to get some goodness out of this. Oh no! But no, she yeah. She has many other talents. But no, like part of the reason why she became Agent Scully was this. She's one of the most well accomplished people I've ever met in my entire life, based on her credentials that she told me about. Um, so like one day, like we were up at like the line where the central hub is, where you had to go to get everything. And um, I was sitting there, I was standing there, and she said, she was like, what do you do? (laughs) Like, I was like, uh, I was like, she said, pro wrestler? I said, no. (laughs) Uh, I was like, no, I was like, I'm actually kind of a law student on hiatus. And she said, she said, oh, yeah, she said, I'm prosecuting attorney. <laughs> I looked at her, I said, oh, really? I said, where'd you go to law school? She said, uh, she looked at me, and she, she looked at me, and she said, Fairmont State? And I looked at her, and I was just like, because that's obviously there's only one law school in West Virginia. She yeah. said, Marshall? And then I looked at her again, she said, WVU? And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, that's yeah. a good, I was like, that's a pretty good law school. That's um, freaking great. But anyway, so then, so I established that she was a prosecuting attorney. <laughs> so then like another night when I was in my reading room, because I heard everything that went on, because the, the padded room was right in front of uh, the nursing station, which was the central hub of everything. And um, she was pissed off about something. And... Um, she said, whenever I get, like, she just, she ended up saying, like, whenever I get out of here, she said, you guys are in a, a world of trouble. She said, uh, I'll work for the FBI in Clarksburg. And thus forward, she became known as Agent Scully. <laughs> and then the last thing, the last of her credentials were, um, whenever I was getting ready to leave, um, she, I was getting all my books and, like, getting ready to leave because I was being released. Right. And she said, do you read a lot? And I said, yeah. She said, I do too. She said, um, I'm a doctor. I graduated from Marshall Medical School. 
And I said, well, I'll be goddamn. <laughs> 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 a lawyer and a prosecuting attorney and a doctor. Exactly. And, and an FBI stock, agent. And a stock at HBO. Right. This is an amazing woman. Exactly. Wow, how did you let her go? We and, should uh, break her out. Honestly, yeah. Really, honestly, but here's the thing. If, if you're Betty Man, though, do you think she's definitely still there? Oh, yeah, she was regular. Everybody knew her by her name. Really? Um, yeah. Oh. So, but then... Um, How old was she? If you're guessing. Probably mid to late 30s. Okay. It, just, it makes me sad, though. Really. Oh, it is, yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And that's the one thing I kept in mind. I was like, these people actually need help. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, I, I can't imagine... Yeah, I just can't right. imagine. But no, but Speed Racer, we'll get to her next, because like I said, she was my first contact. She became Speed Racer just because... Now, that's the one that you met in the hallway where she looked up at you and in, just looked like, right back down. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, the thing was, because as I was sitting there, like I said, I noticed that Agent Scully and the guy who would be later known as Romeo were walking in, you know, the circle. But so was Speed Racer. She was just going the opposite direction. But she was like just like trudging her feet. And you know, she would just like always look down and later on, like I said, I wish I could reenact it for you. Because like I said, I She's know. a foot shuffler, you yeah. said? Okay. But like she would like whisper things to herself and then she would just like have this like really just kinda like ominous laugh, like tee. You know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> like so, but I mean, like, literally, though, from nonstop, from the time, like, she woke up until, they would have to give, they would have to give her things to, like, get her to sleep. Oh. And I mean, sometimes she'd wake up in the middle of the night, and one time, they they actually woke her up, and she would just lost her fucking mind. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was Speed Racer. She just, from the time she woke up to the time she went to sleep, she was just walking around. That's uh, why you called her Speed Racer, she just wouldn't mm-hmm. stop. Right. Oh. But then, um... Romeo was just some guy. I could tell he was a, uh, and I was uh, like I was uh, I was friendly to everybody. If they spoke to me, I spoke back. I'd always say hello. Oh, and yeah. always in the hallway. Well, yeah. But Romeo, I could tell that he was obviously a member of the homosexual community. Uh, okay. And I felt like he had taken a liking to me. Oh, as well. Yeah. That seems to be a common, uh, a common theme thing, that right? goes around. But. Gang, gang. But, Anyway, so, like, I was in my reading room, and, like, he was reading some sort of romance novel, and he was, like, reading it, like, obnoxiously loud. And He, he was reading it out loud? He was yes. A member of that. And then, like, he didn't, he couldn't tell that I noticed, but he kept, like, peeking inside the room. Just, I'm like, obviously, I'm in there, bro. So finally, like I like I walked outside and I said, "Hey, man!" I was like, "I'm really, you know, like I don't, I'm not trying to be rude, but if you're gonna like, you know, read aloud, like, do you mind doing it somewhere else so that way I can focus on reading? Because I just can't read with all the distractions." And he just kind of looked at me and just like, I don't know, snorted and then just like walked off. And that was really my only encounter with him. Oh gosh. I know, but um, no, I don't. I don't know. Like some of the other ones in between that, because I want to wait till Jeff. Jeff gets back to talk about the Apache. The Apache? He, yeah, he was my favorite. He was my favorite. Um, but no, like, some of the other people, like, you were talking about having different, like, war, like wings of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I was in there with a lot of people that were, like, drug addicted. And, and like, I, it ended up to the point to where I spent almost all of my time in that padded room. Mm-hmm. 
I would just stay there almost like 24 hours a day. Oh, I didn't my want gosh. To, yeah. And um, I would hear they had two pay phones. That was your only contact with people. Yeah, um, so could you make calls throughout the day? How, yeah. However many times you wanted to, really? Yeah, they had pay phones, and you just had to dial out and call. Luckily, my parents my parents drove to Fairmont every day to check on me. And that's how eventually I told Chaz and stuff, that, like everybody that I was, where yeah. I, I only told three people mm-hmm. this situation that I trusted. But um, now, like, I heard a lot of really, really heartbreaking things. Like, I heard, like, people that were, I mean, there were a lot of, like, drug addicts that were getting ready to lose their kids and things like that. And That's something I'll clarify to you. You were very empathetic and sympathetic I was. about. Like I said, I'm not making fun of you. Yeah, oh, no, I know you're not. Yeah. I know you're not. You were, were, even when you told me a story, like, you're like, you're like, I know I got stuff I'm dealing with. You're like, but these people really have, like, a really, really... And that's one thing that helped me realize the difference yeah. between, like, you know, mild yeah. depression and, like, like, actual mental illness. I still can't believe they put everybody in the same thing. Like, like you would think they would put people with depression, anxiety, or, uh, you know, some panic attacks, like, in one area together. And then those with, like, schizophrenia, m- right. multiple person like... Uh, what is it? The multiple personalities, right? Um, um, things like that in a different area that that's more high alert, more high care, right? You know, yeah, and I mean like that's just, state run. It's just not right. right. It's Which, just not right. At a hospital that just filed bankruptcy two weeks ago. Oh, great! That's going under Fairmont. But yeah. now, now just back, I can talk about my favorite one there. The Apache. What'd you call it? The Apache. It's Apache. Right. Um, the Apache we're talking about. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready for the Apache. Okay, so he would have been the equivalent of, like, my chief in um, One Flew Over the Cougar's Nest. Okay. Okay, like the big guy. And um, so anyway, I, like, walked up one night. Well, number one, um, one night I was in there in my reading room, which I spent most of my time, and... I heard somebody start yelling, Favo, Favo. Everybody, everybody get up, everybody get back to your room, hide, Favo. And uh, so, like, I like, I peeked outside. Yeah. Like, I peeked. Oh, okay. I peeked outside and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Favo, And he just kept screaming. He just kept screaming, Favo, Favo. And anyway, I peeked outside and I see this guy looking like fucking cousin Eddie. Awesome. Yes. Uh, just wearing just wearing a bathrobe, a white beater, and <laughs> fucking boxers. Living his best life. Just with a like an older guy, probably in his fifties, sixties, and And he but, was a patient? Yeah. And so I mean finally like when things he was still out in the hallway, just kinda meandering. Meandering. <laughs> After he stopped screaming five oh. And uh, I was wearing a, um, I was wearing a grunt style shirt, which is like a like a veteran and company. And um, I'm not a veteran, but um, I was like, it was like a. He thinks you are. Yeah, it was like a red, white, and blue like Spartan helmet. Right. And uh, I walked up and got something. I just they would give me water by like almost like a fucking bucket because they could tell that I didn't want to be out in the open to subject myself to seeing the people that really needed to be there because they could tell it made me somewhat uncomfortable. So all of a sudden, in his bathroom, he just started, he just made a beeline right towards me. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, and I mean, like, listen, I'm a, I'm a fairly large human. This guy was, he's like, he was two inches taller than me, probably twenty pounds heavier. Oh wow. Yeah. Jeez. And I mean, like, so like, I like, I like, kind of like put my my back, my right foot, like back, and like I like kind of like cock. Brace up. yourself, yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he stuck his hand out. He said, "Thank you for your service." Oh. And I was so taken back. I was like, I didn't know what to say. I was like, "You're welcome." And just shook his hand. And then all of a sudden, like, the one of the nurses came and grabbed him. They're like, all right, come on, Robert. Let's get back to your room. And then that's when he started screaming. He said, I used to fly Apache helicopters. You know the Apaches? He said, the ones with all the rockets and shit. He said, I flew them. I flew them. And that's oh. why I became the Apache. Oh. And, uh, 5-0, 5-0. 5-0, 5-0. And, uh, that was... That's that, amazing. That was, those were the characters I encountered. That and then some guy named Nipples that... <laughs> He uh, he kept coming up to the um, nursing station at like three. I assumed it was like early hours in the morning because I felt like ambulance were attached to my fucking eyes. And he kept asking for stuff to eat. And he like he said he's like, "Can you call the doctor? My nipples hurt. I feel like there's something coming out of them." <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, Are you kidding. So that was my essentially that was my time in the nut house. Oh gosh. The Finally. Apache. The Apache. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. It's like, oh goodness! Oh, that was really about it. Uh, wow! Um, they weren't gonna let me go. Actually, I ended up yeah, like they uh, they weren't gonna let me go because because of the holiday season. I never actually got to meet with the head of the department because he wasn't fucking there. Well, like, like it was my fault. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. So, but luckily, the only reason why I was able to get released was were because like, listen, like the nurses and the people on staff, they said if you keep this guy here. He's, He's actually going to have a fucking problem. Yeah. Like a deeply rooted problem. I feel so bad laughing at that. I read the entire game. I read the first Game of Thrones book in two days. That's a lot. Dude. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's nuts. Oh, I that know. Well, I, I, I finished I finished. No, I get it. I had to keep my mind engaged. I get it because when I... I've, I've, before and after I went, I spent a summer in Africa. Yeah, dude. I've never read that much in my life. Like I didn't realize I could read a whole book. Yeah, I couldn't. Imagine. And we and that's all they did. It's because did that, you didn't have any entertainment. I'm not how old you did. So we had books that we would get from the embassy. No TV, right? No, yeah. we had we had TV, but it was at the embassy. And I remember it was the NBA Finals in '96, '97. Oh, so it was Jordan, but it was delayed. No oh, shit. You know what I mean? So it was like we were watching it and it was over. Right. But. Three months? You well, you didn't know who won. months. It was like. Two months. We were Two watching months, right? it. Yeah. We were watching it in July and it happened in June. But I mean, you'd have to go to the embassy and sit and watch it like on a tape. Right, Jeez. they were dating still and didn't even have any contact for three, months. three months. Well, I don't, I don't think you quite do it nowadays. No, no, it wasn't three no, months. No, now it was, it was like a month and a half. We I had to like, write letters and like what? his mom would talk to him, and then she would call me and say, "I talked to Jeff today. He's doing fine." Like, you said you worked like two jobs, didn't you? Oh, I worked two jobs, three jobs actually that summer. Oh, by the way, the only reason I didn't go to group was the one time I went. They were making fucking ceramics, and I said, "I'm not doing this shit." <laughs> I get that. Yeah, I was like, "How the fuck is?" It's gonna all right, but yeah, anyway, that's all. Right. But um, but yeah. I mean the, the being being over there and just reading and reading and reading, it's it's like distracting from like because if there's nothing to do, 
Oh, yeah. I mean, we did stuff. Like, we would have, like, trips where we'd go and we'd vaccinate people, kids and stuff. Right. And visit villages. But there were days where it was like, when you don't have any phone... Like, now, we didn't have phones then. No, right. Not cell phones. But we had TV and we had video games. Well, over there, it was like... And you know what's crazy, though? Like, we grew up here thinking, oh, their kids won't do as well in life because they don't have our education system. Guess what they are? Freaking ridiculously successful. Because all they did is read and read and read and read. Absolutely. And guess what it's now? the opposite. My cousin, who didn't go to any school other than, like, over there, where it was like homeschool, basically, but it was. Or, uh, but they read on their on their free time. That was their entertainment. So they're fe- feeding their brain. He's a neuroscientist. He went to Yale. I mean, I believe it. And I'm th- we're thinking growing up, it's like, oh, poor him. He's over in Africa. He's not getting an education. Dude, I'm telling you this. We are not living the way that we're meant to live as humans. No, not here. It just said, I mean, everything's just a fucking distraction, man. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah, I mean, I it mean is. like, it's, plus, like, when you factor in, like, things being, like, so convenient what they are. I mean, like, for fuck's sake, man, now you can have people from 7-Eleven come and bring you beer. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty awesome. It's awesome. Oh, hell yeah, it's great. We don't get it out where I live. But, uh, but I mean, like, we don't. It's it's completely taken away like people's like drive ambition that hunter killer mentality that like you know that you're supposed to have absolutely yeah that you were built to have like that you're like, I mean, evolutionarily we're we're supposed to be bro we are built to just like walk miles a day hunt kill provide gather all this stuff and like we just don't anymore just because we don't fucking have to. Well, it's just like, yeah, I know. Well, I was talking to a guy the other day who was talking about, we were having a conversation about a sex life. It's not very good with his wife, okay? Right. And you know why? Because the hunt, he's not in the hunt because guess what? If she doesn't show interest, he he gets on Pornhub and beats off. Absolutely. And he's fine. Right, and instead of letting it build, and he has then he has to do things he normally. And people think, oh, that's bad. You you're horny, so you're doing nice things for your wife, and you're making her. No, no that's how nature built us. Absolutely, is you have to have drive, and to have drive, you have to have desires. Absolutely right. And it if you have those desires, you will do things for someone you care about and you want to be with because you're physically attracted to them, right? Rather than just like, hey, let's hook up, and she's like, I freaking had a long day. I'm burnt I right. had to come home and then I had to deal with a bill collector and then I had to cook dinner and I don't want to instead of and he's like fine cool I'm just I gotta go use the bathroom real quick yeah I, gotta go I, take a shower. Need, I got a phone literally like I can sit on the I, I can sit in here and be done in, in two That's... minutes so then he kills that desire to like attack and chase and do whatever it takes to conquer it that's absolutely... And then he goes months and months and months without right. really having any significant... Okay, that reason right there alone, that's why I don't watch porn. There have been so many people, so many studies done that talk about, especially now in the age where all these fucking kids have an iPhone with access to the internet. I mean, like, it's completely taken away their drive, man. We're talking about... We're talking about... Uh, 
things like chivalry and like masculinity and things like becoming like long forgotten. I mean, that's that's part of it. It is. And I mean, it's just that convenience. And I mean, uh, yeah, that that right there alone. I mean, like that's why I, I personally like I choose not to to hit Pornhub up and all this other shit. I mean, like, cause it, again, it just it takes that part away from you. There's then the other side though, where it can keep you from making some mistakes too. Like you know, like beat it and then think. <laughs> the post not clarity. Post not clarity. Right. So there's two sides to that, but if you're in a relation with someone and you're chasing them, you want to be able to have that build up to so so that you're like, you know what I'm saying? But then if you're not, if you're not, here you go, here you go. But if you're like, like, oh, I'm overposting this. I'm sorry. This. Did Ange do that? I did that, yeah. Of course she yeah, did. That's great. It's such a variety. He gave me these. It's such a variety. Yeah, <laughs> did yeah. you see that? It's, it's such a variety. It's such a variety. It's on Snapchat. But <laughs> literally, literally, if you if you are going to make a bad decision, funny. like some toxic relationship where you like don't need to be with that person as a dude, but you're like, God, I'm so freaking horny. And, and she's totally down with the booty call. Clear your mind, and then decide if you want to go over and hook up. With the per... Right? Because I guarantee if you clear your mind, which means you need to ejaculate. That's how you clear your I mind. I wish some of these guys would clear their mind before they slide in my DMs. Well, they, they trust me. They've cleared their mind to your page. <laughs> no, yeah. I need them to they clear have. their mind multiple <laughs> times. Probably. Honestly, really, Robbie, the question... 14 percent. The 14 percent. Oh, he has... You have no idea how many children you've killed. Oh, that's disgusting. In your name. They call... <laughs> his bed... His... Oh, his comforter God. is known as the Boulevard of Broken Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Oh. Oh, gross. God damn, man. That's gross. <laughs> that's facts. That's facts. That's we so all know nasty. that's facts. Angie, every time like one of like my female friends are like, God, I got a dick pic, I'm like, listen. Oh. You, I was like, I just want to say, one of my close friends is the fucking dick pic veteran. <laughs> just the dick pic veteran from Nam. Just it's shell so shot. From Nam. She knows every shape, size, color. Oh. Deformity, curve, yeah, she's hair. Why just an encyclopedia? Her phone is an encyclopedia of dick. If pics. I save it's them. funny when she sends them to me. And she says it's not a bad one though, right? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff made a joke. Who are we talking to? You so, like uh, we have we have like you know one of those like crime scene like yeah posters, like the like the and like the, you like the strings, have the strings to the like, thing to each yeah, one like we have, like one we one have a board like, like this one belongs to because <laughs> that's what I said on one podcast. I was like, hey guys. If you're listening to this, just to get tips on how to get to her, then uh, I've seen all your dicks. <laughs> I've seen them. She she screenshots them. She sends them to me. She laughs. We joke about them. We joke about the little like nick you have on your head. Like, <laughs> we, we, the funny thing is though, and that brings up another subject with with women, especially like men. Like you know, you can Google like how to win a woman. Or how to steal a, steal a married oh woman. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The book on it. Like how to get to emotionally. How to get to them. How to get to them. Well, today is a prime day to do that. Because you can watch their social media forever. Oh, yeah. And people like her, 
they get on a podcast, they get on their, they do their IG stories, and they reveal their favorite thing. Not even thinking about it. Like, they not reveal even thinking what you're what's, doing. What's important to them? They reveal like everything themselves. Yeah, themselves, like the true themselves, and then somebody can just say, "Note taken." Yellow is her favorite. And then they can plant that. Yeah. And then they can get in your head subconsciously Mm -hmm. and then... Can listen. Slowly, patiently eat Mm -hmm. away at you where you think that they're noticing things that of course they're noticing because they want to get to you. Right? You put it out there. You give them the answer to the test. And then... So it's like if you want to be that guy or that girl... That's being a goddamn sociopath. Yes. That okay, karate chop. That's exactly what she would do. Oh, that's right, karate chop. Right, yeah, karate (laughs) chop. But um, seriously, like, is that not like absolutely? It's fucked. It's fucked. Like, it's like you to be to that level is not genuine, and to go to that level with uh, anybody like that you would think that has a life. Like, if, you know, if it's like, because guys slide into her DM and try shit all the time. Right. So you're like, okay, wait, I've seen her page, I've listened to her podcast. Oh, there's another dude on it that she kind of is into. Like, she kind of has a life with. You know what I mean? Well, like they kind of have. Like her husband? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I'm still going to, like, formulate a plan and, and, like, totally try to emotionally manipulate her. She kind of has a life with. You know, that's the thing. But, you know, like, my thing about it is. With people that would do that. So, like, let's just say they're just like, oh, I just like this person so much. I had to just completely reinvent myself and be somebody completely different to chase after her. So, like, what the fuck, man? Like, what's your M.O.? What, are the, what is your M.O.? Well, it's going to come to what it really is in the end, right? right? It's going to be this person, who they are. They just, they had to get, they had to get the win. But see, like, my thing is just, like, this is what I struggle with. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I don't know. Um, people like that, I'm just, people that act, like, on impulse, they just, it really just frustrates me. And it honestly pisses me off to a degree. Right. Because I'm just like, what the fuck? Why are you not thinking about things full scope? Because that's what life is. Like, don't be a fucking idiot. You know what I mean? So you're just like, oh, hey, let me just um, subscribe to something really quick on a fucking knee-jerk impulse. And, you know, in this case, being a male just trying to portray himself as something that he's not based on the interest that he sees on available platforms. I'm just like, why? What's your goal? So eventually you're going to have to go back to being yourself, right? And then my question is, do you even know who the fuck you are? Or do you not like who you are? So that way you're trying to become this other person. And you feel like you'll get some sort of sense of fulfillment in being with this person whom you've learned about and studied so adamantly, which when you get down to it, it's just downright fucking creepy. What What's the goal? But you got to go back to yourself. you got to go to your default eventually. I think it's just people nowadays, they just don't know who they are. They don't, but they're going to go to the de- the default, which is a damaged person, and that, in in some senses, it's not their fault, because people like mental illness or whatever it may be, they're damaged. It's not right, fuck them, but 
for what they're doing in that sense, but they're screwed. But they're damaging other people's lives at that point. Right. It's just like, do you really not have any sort of compass, creed, anything to adhere to at that point? What the fuck has your whole life been? Have you just been under a rock? Were you just that guy on Madden that somebody created? Height, (laughs) five foot nine, weight, 187. Like, who the fuck are you, bro? Like, what do you do? What are your interests? What are your hobbies? What makes, what are, what are things that are definitive, like, definitive to your character? Which I know, like, right now, like. Well, I'm, character's absent with those people. Absolutely. I, I agree with that. Character is not a thing in their right. life. It's not, that nobody's instilled character in them. But I mean, like, I know, like, right now, like, I'm kind of, like, fixated on, and I mean, again, like, being in the situation I was in, I mean, like, I was, like, kind of, like, it was my fault. I'd take full responsibility for it. But I mean, like, I was kind of taken advantage of by, like, a, a woman that did something similar in law school, which is why, again, I strongly encourage anybody who's listening, stay away from female and male uh, law students and attorneys because they will. Because, um, <laughs> again, that's, that's, I mean, there's nobody that knows how to bend and manipulate things to fit their own narrative, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah it's kind of what... Except for you're the one <laughs> yes. law student. Right. The one exception. Which is what I get taken advantage of, and I'm the fuck... I, like I always told people, I'm like, you might as well just shove a stick up my ass and cover me in a wrapper, because I'm a sucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. That's great. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. But no, it is a problem, and honestly, it's one thing that Chaz and I talk about nowadays. It's just, you know, you really, when you find people that are just, like, so, that are actually, like, genuine, mm-hmm. you just hold on to it, man, because, I mean, like, it's just so hard to find. It is hard to find. It is. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is hard to find real people yeah. you got, that you, you can got, connect yeah. with. Like, you got people that love you and, and stuff like that, but I don't believe they're necessarily, like, like genuine. Like, like you can find people... That even in, like, and I even tell him, like, even how he's been with me. Like, he's been in, like, his darkest times. And he'll still ask me, like, he'll still tell me he's proud of me for how I'm doing in school. He's happy for me. He's cheering for me. And, like, he may may not necessarily be doing what he wants to be doing or be be doing very well mentally at that mm-hmm. state point. But, he, he'll but it's still, not about him. It's not about him. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's very few people like that. Even people that love you and care about you. It's just... Mm-hmm. Where we're, we're so self-natured, you know what I mean? Where we're well, just, yeah, we're everybody's just, egocentric. Everybody's egocentric, yeah. like you said, yes. Right. But, like, very few people, like, like that are actually really, like, they're happy for you when it's convenient for them or when they can measure up to you or, or whatever, but very few are whenever, like, maybe they don't have something going on that they, they would like to have or something like that, you know what I mean? We've all been there, whatever. Yeah. But you very, very seldom do you have fun, very genuine people in that are, basically want you to even do better than than what you want to do, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that are happy for you Just and for, they're yeah. they're they're about you and that's like when you get married, like if if you're a biblical like when we got married, mm-hmm. it's a you know, we had a Christian marriage, it's a biblical thing, whatever, mm-hmm. it's like that's what the that teaches is it's once you commit to that, you now have committed yourself 
to not be for yourself anymore. Exactly. You're 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 there to give all of yourself and sacrifice what you are for the other party, right? Mm-hmm. And right. that's what keeps it going. Mm-hmm. Is that both of you sacrifice yourself? That doesn't mean that the other person can take advantage of you. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean the other person gets to say you just gave up yourself, so you have to do this. Yeah, for yeah, me. of course. That yeah. would not be both parties giving up their self. Yeah. It's like you're always thinking of the other party or empathizing with the other party. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And right. empathy is such a huge part of a relationship. Oh, that's part of the not just marriage, just humans, as but a... friendships. It's mm-hmm. like you got to empathize. Like even if you don't agree completely, exactly. you got to say, "Okay, well, I see your point." Like even though I don't totally, I think you're a little overboard on that. But that's you, man. Right. That's yeah. how you feel. So yeah, I respect that. Well, you know, and um, that's the thing. I know, like, when you get to people being genuine, and the other thing truly is originality. The, and then third, all these things are equal, but I mean empathy. Because that seems like to be the one thing that's lacking today with people is just empathy. And... Um, it's a fucking problem, man. It really is. And um, I think it's just because, like, we've all become just, like, so selfish. self-serving and just, yeah. and I mean, and it, yeah, that's, dude, selfishness. I mean, that's just, that's really the root of all of it. That and is more The just, problem is, is selfishness hurts you. Uh, yes. And I think that's what we don't understand is, like, being really selfish hurts you. Absolutely. And, again, it all goes back to, like, looking at things full scope. Yeah. Full scope. Right. And I know, like, part of, like, being selfishness is, uh, like, part of selfishness is, okay, so you get there a breakup, and you sit there, and you just fucking lay into somebody, and you exploit every single weakness that they have based on things that they confided in you with. It might feel good at the time. But it's a big-time betrayal. And I, but honestly, you're right. Because at the end of the day, though, it's going to come back to you, and you're just like, man, why? Just a short, just a short sense of gratification, and telling somebody, just to make my put somebody down based on things they shared with me in confidence. And now, like I sit here and I realize I'm the fucking asshole for that short, brief moment of gratification. Right, it felt great. Yeah. And it's satisfying, but it's, it might even it's, been... you've betrayed yourself. Right. Because that person, even if you're gone, even if you're not even with that person anymore, even if things didn't work out, in that, that, like, that like segment of time, you committed to being genuine, right? Right. So you got to leave it in that space. And you got to be committed to that, okay, well, I'm not going to use that against that person, or I'm not going to, like... And Maybe I'm not going to communicate with that person, or not, not like, like that person even. Right. Honestly, but yeah. and, another, another thing that me and him had talked about, and then me and my friend Andrew had talked about too, which I don't know if it's necessarily not calling you guys old in any way, shape, or form. I'm just saying for like our generation and like your guys' generation, a lot of me and him had talked about it. And then me and Andrew have. Don't know if people that are a little bit older do that as well or is it's bad but now like I think in our age group and especially like your your oldest daughter's probably generation maybe even your middle daughters it's like honesty is like a 
like especially when it comes to relationships or whatever your relationship is categorized as, whether it's just right. uh, I don't know if you want to call it a hookup, if you're together, if you're dating, whatever. Like, um, like one of my friends was telling me that um, he had been texting and talking to this girl, and then they went out a couple times, but then he had told her. He had been honest and told her what he wanted out of her, what he was seeking out of it. Sure. And she never... Reciprocated. Reciprocated or actually said what she was looking at, but just ghosted after they hung out and did whatever they did. It's all about transparency. Yeah, and me and him's even talking about it, about just just being honest about... Well, that's because being like a genuine, decent person. But it's just now, it's like like just being honest is like the weird... It's like weird to be honest, almost. Or it's like, or it's, look, you know, you kind of get what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like people know how to respond to honesty. Like, even you may not want to hear it, but at least they're being upfront about. Like, my other friend was saying about what he was looking into, or what he was seeking or wanting in the whatever type of relationship that they had, and they didn't voice that they agreed or disagreed with it, but they went along with it and then just ghosted. Bro, here's the thing that kills me and honestly it's it's most present with people jazz like our age it's definitely our age and i mean like people just millennials (laughs) Uh, right yeah it's definitely our age people just fucking shy away from the tough conversation yeah things that are just difficult those trials and tribulations and adversity and i mean i it's just it's not going anywhere it's not going anywhere and that's like one thing i've learned man i mean it's just like you can sit there and pretend it's not there. It's it's going to be sitting there waiting on you. And guess what? It's going to blow up. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's going to send you a goddamn psych war with the Apache. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's the thing with our age group. And I don't know. Maybe it's not our age group. Maybe it's just our relationship. We have difficult conversations. Well, you know how to work through them. That's what it's all about. You know how to work through And them. it sucks, right? Well, yeah, of course you it sucks. You take the shot right in the nose and it hurts and your eyes water and you freaking can't breathe. But then you go... Okay, I can breathe again. And we got to talk about it. We How do we fix it? Figure it out. Are we going to fight this out? Are we going to fight this out together? Are we going to, what's going to, you know what I mean? Right. Okay, it's real. It happened. Mm-hmm. All right. What's happening now? What's the mm-hmm. plan? What's the path? Yeah. Right. Instead of but avoiding it, it and, and living a lie. And living a lie and trying to uh, just pretend. Right. You know, it's, it's, right. and I don't know if that's, I don't know if it's an age thing or just a. I'd say it is. It's so bad. Like, it's just, right, it's, I mean, just I, it's come to the point to where it's like, honestly, like weird. It's just weird. People think it's, it's, you know, I get what I'm saying? Kind of I don't like? know if it's an age thing though, really. I think it's a, I, I don't know that it is an age thing. Cause I can think of a lot of people our age that waver on that side. True. Like being up front is weird. Yeah. Like I, I don't I think a, people I want to weird. deal with shit. No, I I'm an upfront 60, person. I think, you it's, think it's weird. Listen, sixty percent of marriages don't last. Oh, I believe that. It's, I'm not it's, even talking. It's the truth. But the thing is, is why don't they last? Because people don't face shit. But I'm not even talking about marriage. I'm just, I'm just talking right now. If Chaz did something to piss me off, I'm gonna call him out on. It. I'm gonna be like, "Look, dude, you hurt my feelings, and we're gonna talk about it." Probably ever coffee. See to me, the, <laughs> and then we're gonna be fine. You know, but, it's gonna be but fine. But to like, me, that's a genuine on. love and friendship, and and that's the thing. People, that's where if you don't do if you don't do what you said you're gonna do, 
to me, that's where the separation happens. Right, but I'm just saying, I don't think it's necessarily a generational You're thing. You're saying it can happen I think at any level. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, just a kind of a... I don't, I don't think it's a generational thing. Because I haven't ran into the problem, but I've been told by... He's ran into that problem, and then my other friends ran into that problem. And it's just like... They've been up front about what they're looking for out of whatever it is, whether it's a long-term thing, whether it's a short-term thing, whatever it may be, and the other person doesn't disagree with it, doesn't agree with it, but just kind of rolls with it, and then just whenever they feel it's necessary, they just... Disappear. Disappear, that's exactly right. Just... And then whenever, like... Well, I think people just... Maybe maybe it's just a fact that people are uncomfortable. I, I, I really honestly don't think it's a generational thing. I think it's no, just a thing of this day, no but matter what age you are. If they are uncomfortable, I mean... Is it... I don't know if it's right or is it wrong. Like, do you think those people owe the decency to let the other person know, like, what they're... Yes. I mean, it's their choice to share. Absolutely. Absolutely, but just because they owe the decency doesn't mean that they will give that because it might be uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. That's why I'm saying I don't think... They may avoid... Maybe they know they need to give that decency. Maybe they need to know that they need to say, hey, here's where we stand. But God, they don't want to deal with the repercussions. And that's why I feel like people end up hating people like that. Like, I'm not saying it's, it's a reason to hate somebody, but like, my friend was really mad over that. Like, he's like... You're not down with it. Bet. Just let me know. You know what I'm saying? Like he's like, I but don't don't leave me hanging. Yeah, don't leave me hanging. Yeah, just 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 have have the decency of me and say just just to be upfront about it. Just if you don't tell me, then I'm just going to automatically assume. I'd rather just know straight up and you just be straightforward. Like he said about oh, the, the, the girl. Yeah. Like he said that's he, exactly. And he why. was he was upset about it. He was, but he said you know I was what? Pissed. But he said I appreciate her being straight up about it. Well, really, I was pissed just because. I mean, well, yeah, you can't fault. You, no. At the end of the day, you gotta you gotta sit down and go, "Wow, she told me exactly how she felt, and whether I want to accept it or believe it." Brett, what it all came down to was this, Hefe. And honestly, this is the best way I can describe it. Man, be authentically you. Be authentically you. Yeah. Regardless, whether or not it's just you by yourself. You with the people that you love and care about, you with strangers, man. Like, be authentically you, man. I mean, like, yeah, honestly, here's the thing. If you can be you and be with, you know, and do something that's dishonest and wrong, if you can live with that, then, I mean, hey, fuck it, you know? Honestly, like, one of the people that I'm closest to and I love to death, um, that person, they, I'm not going to say he or she, because I feel like that would give it away. Uh, but, I mean, like, man, that's... That's one thing that they can do really well, and honestly, it's been it's been sometimes where I've been the victim of it. But you know what? I appreciate it, and since we've both been able to look at it and own up to it, well, I've been able to, I didn't I didn't have shit to own up to. They did, but um, you know, we it's really helped the dynamic of what we have. So I mean, like, but well, I still it, don't. I don't still. I, I still. I'm gonna say that if somebody has. The ability to do something that is wrong and painful and hurtful, fuck that. 
I don't care if you own up to it. It's fucking wrong. It is. You need to own it. Right. I don't care. No, I you, completely... It's wrong. So fuck that. It's wrong. No, I can Own up to it. And I, whether you say, oh, I got, I'm doing this and it's wrong. Well, you know what? You're doing it. You're a shitty ex- person. I agree with unless that. Unless you repent. Unless you say it's wrong and I'm going to correct that behavior. Absolutely. And that's what I'm saying. And if saying. you correct the behavior, you're a freaking hero. Right. You're an amazing person because uh, everybody makes mistakes. Absolutely. Everybody Just let me hear problems. from you. Just let me hear from you. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Just, like, just let me hear from you. But, but Own to, that shit. But to, to, to act like you're owning it and you continue to have bad behavior and you think you're going to be rewarded because you get to say, yeah, I do horrible things, but that's who I am and I own right. it. No, that's not okay. No. Well, actually, all right. So let me just... You know what I mean? That was and I don't know if that's the person, but I'm just trying to clarify from like my standpoint of, hey... That may, yeah. I'm not going to accept that. Honestly, like my thing is just like being authentically you, and you're right, because honestly now... Because if you're authentically a horrible person, and you're doing horrible things, you're hurting right. people... Yeah, I don't... But if you're authentically you... Then, like, honestly, I guess what I was trying to say is this. Because of the person that I'm kind of, like, talking about. It just got to the point to where, like, you can compartmentalize to where, like, they can, like, come up with, like, justifications in doing what they're doing. Right. So, I, what I meant to say was this. I'm on your side. I, sh- I apologize. What I, I, I kind of misspoke just because I've drank... You know, four big timbers and two shells. <laughs> uh, well, I'm just, I just but, reacting no, to. But I mean, like, but what I'm trying to say is, like, you're right. What I like, and this is something that I've even talked to Chaz about a, a number of times, and he can, he can, um, you know, back this up. Uh, I've always told every, every person I've been romantic with, I'm just like, listen, you have. We're all human. Sure. Yes. Like people fuck up. Oh, in the God, heat of, yeah. Especially in the heat of the moment. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say this. I, I feel like I don't. In the heat of the moment? No. And here's why. Not even with the, 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 the like, the, I can, Jeff, the Apache? I can, or, or, or Jeff, the, 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 what was the chick with the socks? Scully? Scully? Oh. In, the, in the heat of the moment? I'd rather, I'd rather. She was the 10 though, right? I'd rather live life as a eunuch. <laughs> uh, now I feel like I don't just because I've I feel like I don't ever think I would just because I've some things I'm not gonna say here but I mean like I've just like circumstances have led me up to this point especially with my process and the way I think about things I'm always somebody that thinks full scope and plus I fucked up and I saw just how bad I fucked up based on staying in a relationship that I did not want to be in, but because everybody put the pressure on me to be in. And I, regardless though, I was still responsible. And I fucked up even after that person had done me wrong. And I saw just how bad it destroyed that person's life. I'll never do it again. I won't because that's the one thing it taught me. Look at things full scope, man. One fucking thing that you could do in your life. One thing can just completely derail somebody else's and that's it. We want to talk like you want to talk about empathy? That's it, man. Yeah. yeah. Because it still breaks my heart to this day to see that person knowing that this person has gone through what she has. And granted what she did was wrong, 
But I stayed here. I made the choice to stay with her. And then all of a sudden made the choice to cheat on her after staying with her. So nah. Um I don't I don't I don't think I ever will. It's an iron will. And um plus I mean also the other thing is too, I mean no, never mind. But uh <laughs> But uh Nah, man, I mean, like, you gotta look at things full scope, man, I mean, like, that's, that's part of the fucking problem, man, I mean, like, people just, I'm, man, I'm all for having fun in the here and now, but, I mean, for fuck's sake, dude, I mean, like, you, when you make a decision, you have, no, there no. has to be some fucking part of you that knows, like, I don't give a shit how fucked up you are, you have to sit there and think, well, holy shit, this is actually gonna have, this is gonna have some sort of, some ramifications, or shit. Well, I think that's the problem is people do that. They, they make decisions and they don't have any idea or think about what the ramifications are. They're impulsive. And they get caught up in a dream or a, or a, or a fantasy world, right? Right, and I get that. And that's just part of life. Yeah, it is part of life. And then they wake up. But it's fucking, right? I mean, but... Full scope is, it's good to think that you could be, but you, me, anybody, well, I mean, you say you couldn't be caught up in full, in anything but full scope, but I mean, I think any of us could be caught up in the the heat of the moment. I know I could, which is hard to say in front of my wife, but anybody could be caught up in the heat of the moment, I think, if if it's the right circumstance. And and you're at a weak moment, or you're at a, a tough part, so it's... You know, I mean, I get, yeah. and then and then it can make some things hard for your life. But my point is, is at the end of the day, is is the the tough people and the the people that are resilient. At the end of the day, they make the right choices, right? They fix things. Mm-hmm. They they fight for it. You fight for who and what you love and what yeah. you want out of life. Yeah. And again, that's uh, like that. I think that's why, like, when somebody does fuck up, I mean, that's why you have to, you have to humble yourself and come before them and put yourself in a position of vulnerability yeah. and say, "Listen, I did something extremely wrong." And which we all do that. Absolutely, oh, every single person because on this all, planet does. We're it. born in sin, man. Yeah. yeah. If you're the religious type. Well, regardless, <laughs> but, we all are human, yeah. and yeah. we all think, do, act in ways that we shouldn't. Absolutely. And, I mean, again, I think when you show ownership with that, that's where you get... That's where things can be reconciled, I truly believe. Um, when you When somebody comes to you and they own it, and they show that honesty after breaking your trust. Sure. That's the only way it's salvageable. Right. Because I mean, honesty honesty prepares everything. The truth shall set you free. It does. You know? Yeah. And I mean but that's the only way. That's it. And I mean that's that's the only way around it, man. I mean, like again, people fuck up, but I mean that's the only thing that's the only thing that can repair that fuck up is honesty. Yeah. You know? And people is everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Anybody, anybody yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and um, that's yeah. I, I I completely agree. Just being honest, just in general, like not even if like somebody just like I said, just even with like that relationship, or like just being upfront about like even if you're not on the same point of like what the other person is feeling, just let them know. Yeah. Like, is it personal if you don't? Is it personal? I mean, would it be like 
Is, would you take like going into something? Yeah. No, no, I don't think so. I mean, honestly, like, I think that just being transparent about your intentions. I'm saying if you're not, if you're not, if you're not, is it personal? I guess. I think it's selfish. It's selfish would be yeah. the word. Yeah, it's selfish would be. And the thing. Um, I mean, like that's the thing, man. I mean, like if you're just like if you're out at a bar and you're a man or a woman, you're just trying to take somebody home, and you're just like, oh, I'm gonna make you my husband or your, or my wife, and you have no intention of doing that. You're just trying to. Feed those carnal instincts. Yeah, false hope. Yeah. Whatever, yeah, or false, whatever. Just fucking be honest, man. I mean, like, be honest with your intentions. Like what you're looking for, yeah. Because, I mean, if you're up front and you're honest on your side, I mean, like, you know, that's that's all you can do. That's all you can do. But, I don't know. Again, the thing about it is, is what's, what's right is not always what's easy. Oh, and I feel yeah. like that's a problem with today, with Especially people being as... With people, with things being as easy and convenient as they are, people want to take the easy way out, and that's why I feel like they stray away from it. Which is why I think we have a serious morality and uh, morality problem here. But you know, it is what it is. Anyhow. that got deep. It did. It did. But and just tired. No, oh, I'm just taking it in. I'm just listening to everybody. She's quiet. She's like, I'm just taking it in. I'm just listening. She got those heavy eyes. And I am tired. She's sleeping. Normally, I feel like she's passed out by now. I know. Normally, I am. It's twelve fifteen. We got a late start. We still don't even have the main event. Yeah. I was gonna say what? Well, you came to pick me up around. Close to nine. Yeah. It was. Yeah, we did get a late start. But we got two ladies fighting. This is the event before the co-main event, event, right? Co-main event? Yeah. Co-main event. The co-main event. Are we going to shut this podcast down and watch the fight? Yes. Yeah. Or, for me, get under the blanket and... is going to be asleep in I'm going to take my 10. eyelashes off and wash my face. Off. Those are real eyelashes. Don't kid yeah. the people out there. I know, right? I wish they were. And take my makeup off and be vulnerable up in here because we've been talking about being vulnerable. Y'all gonna see the real face. The real face. The I'll witch take wart. It. The witch wart's gonna come out. That's pretty. I got a witch wart. Sucks. All right. <laughs> okay, so this podcast is over. Good night. Peace out. Later. <laughs>